good Sunday Northgate. I'm recording on such a beautiful day. I thought I'd go outside and it worked so well with the parable I'm going to be talking about today. So let's pray and we'll get into God's word. Thank you, Jesus, for the power of your word. I pray that you would speak to us, exhort us, encourage us. Holy Spirit, come, we pray. I pray this in your precious name. Amen. So we're continuing our study of the parables, and you guessed it right, I'm outside in the garden. So we're going to talk about the parable of the sower in Luke chapter 8. Now this is probably one of the most famous of all the parables, but it's good to be encouraged and reminded of some of the principles within what Jesus said. So I'm going to start in verse 4 of the Gospel of Luke chapter 8, and we'll read it together. And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. The sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears, let him hear. Verse 9, And his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? Verse 10, And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables that, seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now, the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those when they hear receive the word with joy, and these have no root, who believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. So here this parable, the four types of soil. And then we know it's a great multitude. Remember, parables are little stories Jesus would use that would be culturally applicable to them at that time, an agricultural society, so they would know exactly what he was saying. And they're to show the mysteries of the kingdom of God, to show something of Christ. And the beauty of this parable, which is in all three Gospels, but not in the Gospel of John, the first three, is that Jesus explains it for his disciples. First note that it's a large crowd, it's not a small group, and so you would have probably people in every category, every soil who are listening. Some who are bearing fruit, some who aren't, some who don't believe. All of them would have been represented into this group. And he beautifully explains them to us. And there's three things I want to point out from this and three lessons we can learn 
believing that you know about the parable and maybe what the Lord just has shown me this week. The first one is the seed is very powerful. So I actually, here's my garden here and at some point we'll plant and I even have some celery seed here and I'll try to open it, but my thumb hurts. But anyways, super small, but super powerful. It's gonna produce a very large celery stick or a group of celery. And you know what, even more powerful is the word of God. It says very clearly, Jesus says, the seed is the word of God, but in this parable, it produces in good soil 100 fold. What a powerful seed. If I plant one seed, I get one plant. Here, the fruit that is produced is absolutely amazing. The other gospel says 30, 60, 100. Here in Luke, it says 100 fold. And from that, I will tell you that God's word, the word, and here it is in the Greek logos, and it's the same word used in John 1, that the word of God came amongst us, Jesus, the logos, Jesus himself, Jesus, his sayings. That's what's represented in this, that the sayings, the words, the character of Christ are what's sown. And if they're sown in our heart, in good soil, they will produce, he will produce the power of the Holy Spirit pointing to Christ, the seed of Christ will expand the harvest incredibly in our lives. Obviously that fruit being not maybe things we can count, but love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, all of these things in our life, in the proper soil, God has potential in Christ, the words of Christ within us to explode. Our God is a giving God. Our God is a blessing God. Our God wants to produce fruit. His seeds are supernaturally empowered to produce incredible fruit. So there's no problem on God's side. He has provided Christ. Christ's work, Christ's character, Christ's words are so, so powerful. The seed is not bad, the seed is good, and that's who Christ is. And that's Christ's desire in us. And years ago, I did a sermon kind of similar. It's like if I want water, and he's the spigot, the valve, it's always on. The power of Christ never fails. The seed is amazing. But the question today is, what soil is it falling upon? It's not about Christ, it's about our heart. And he says at the end, whether it's a good, a noble heart, whether the heart is right, because the seed is always perfect, blessing, fruitful, good, amazing harvest. That's your God this morning. So number one, the seed Christ, empowered by the Spirit, is unbelievably powerful to produce fruit in our lives. And that's what Jesus is saying, this huge crowd around him, that's what he's telling them. And then he goes on and talks about the different soils. And I just wanna bring this, what I feel to tell you this morning is, we need to cultivate the soul of our heart. If I had these seeds and I took them out of the bag and I just threw them everywhere, some would go on, on rocky soil as we read, some would 
probably be on a, a path of, of rock if I went around my yard and passed it. But if it's good soil, it will produce fruit. And to have good soil, you need to cultivate. When we plant in the spring, it's looking pretty yucky after winter here. There's leaves and old stuff. And I don't know if the seed would ever even get into the ground, but that's why I have this thing right here. Yes siree, my good old rototiller. And in a couple of weeks, I'll be bringing this thing out and I'll be working the soil and working the soil to get it ready for the seed. You see, I don't want rocks. And when, when I rototill here, it, it always happens that rocks come out of the ground. And I go by and I pick the rock and I throw it out. That's, that's how it works. And when I first started this garden years ago, and Amy does all the work, but I get the soil ready, the rocks, get the rocks out, get the rocks out, because I don't want the rocks to interfere, in, interfere with the seed. I don't want bad soil. I want the soil to be cultivated. And what I see here in this passage is, if my seed falls on good soil, if, if my heart is hard, because the heart is the soil. If it's hard, the devil who is real and Jesus mentions him by name will pick that out. I don't want that in my life. I want soft soil so that seed can be buried in and hidden from evil. It can be protected and be safe to grow. I want to believe. I don't want the rocks of unbelief. We know I accept with joy, no deep root. No rocks, good soil, deep root. And if my heart is soft, and the rocks, may I call them doubt today, always doubting, doubting, doubting. No, I wanna believe completely in Christ and the seed, and that belief and the rocks of doubt away, so good soil, so root runs deep, so the word can go deep within me. So I want to tell you today, we need to cultivate the soil and get the rocks of doubt away so when tribulation and trial come, that we are okay. And we see that in this season. Some people have lost their faith or when they face difficult situations. God, why is this happening? God, why is it so difficult? Well, God, you might not be real. No, those rocks of doubt have to go. Holy Spirit, help me to believe in you as you show me Christ. Belief and faith are crucial. Jesus would say, oh, faithless generation, oh, rocky soil generation, we need it away. We need to cultivate and work to get the doubt, the unbelief out of our lives because we don't want our root to be able to be so small that when drought comes, it will burn up and not produce fruit. We want soil so it will go so, so deep. So, review. Number one, the seed is powerful. God's a blessing God. Christ will always produce fruit in the right soil. What is the right soil? When cultivated, we work at not doubting, but believing. Lord, help me believe. Holy Spirit, I believe you and your work as you show me Christ. Forgive me for my unbelief. As the Father said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief because I want you to produce that fruit in my life. Love in all its flavors. Well, thirdly, if those are the first two in review, is we have to continually to endure, to have patience, to get 
the weeds out. Now we can't see it now. I've cultivated the soil, but then Amy comes, digs, puts the seed in the ground, in the good soil. And then believe it or not, a couple weeks later, what happens? Up come the weeds. And we know that's the third type of soil when the weeds come and they choke us and those are related to the cares, riches and pleasures of this life and they bring no fruit to maturity. It's the thorns and the weeds. So we have a soil, it's prepared, but life is going to challenge us. That there's going to be temptation. That there's going to be things that we get anxious about. There's going to be the cares of this world, our families, our life, where we're living, how we're going to survive, what's going to happen. There's the temptation of pleasures, just wanting things that are from the pattern of this world and not from God. I will just maybe define that as sin. So I'll put it in two categories. We have the cares, which are the distractions of this world, the heavy things that we carry around. And then sin is the other, which so easily chokes out the fruit that God wants to produce in our life. The seed is powerful. We know that, right? So we want good soil and then we have to work, endure patiently, it says, in plucking, plucking the weeds out so our fruit will come to maturity. Another version would say perfection. So understand that, that when there's weeds, you can see something of the plant, maybe the beginning of the fruit, maybe it looks good, but it's gonna taste awful. It's not gonna be the fruit that we want. It's not gonna be mature fruit. It might look good on the outside, but not the inside. And so what we have to do, and I love it when it says that, that those with good soil have a good heart and they are patient, they endure, they stand and hold under pressure. How do we do that? We deal with sin, we deal with distractions, we allow the Holy Spirit to convict us, we respond to that conviction, we pick the weed out. One day we pick this weed out, another day we pick that weed out. The weed of distraction, the weed of worry, the weed of pleasure, the weed of wanting to give up. No God, I don't want those in the garden, in the soil of my life, because what they're going to do is limit the fruit from becoming mature. And we wanna be mature believers. We wanna be believers who are grown up and producing fruit because that is God's desire in our life. Praise the Lord today that that's God's desire for us. And I wanna encourage you, if you've been picking weeds and you're like, oh, more weeds, more battles with sin, more trying to get rid of distractions, keep going, keep enduring that God is doing a work and as you fight and battle his work in you, you abiding in that seed will produce magnificent fruit today. That this, if we keep picking the weeds and not letting it grow up, get the soil ready, is going to produce a crop of tomatoes and beans and all of those things and garlic and wonderful. And we love the taste and it's so delicious. And that's what God wants in our 
life. So keep at it, keep enduring, keep being patient, keep picking those weeds. And some days it's challenging because we have a real enemy and the cares of the world are real. And I think in my life, this sneaks up on me. It's not the devil picking my belief out, but it's him choking what he wants in my life. I'm worried, worried about this or that personally. I'm worried about my kids. Okay, well, what's going on at church? Do I have enough money for this? How, how's this going? How am I gonna handle this? Uh, uh, blah, 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 right? Uh, or that leads me into maybe allowing myself to go down a path that leads to sin. I don't want to go there. I don't want to clog the work of God in my life by my sin, my distraction, but rather submit to him and allow him to flow and produce the magnificent fruit in me. Okay, great. So we might say, I'm this person, I'm this soil, I'm this soil, I'm this soil. One thing I learned even today and I was thinking about it, you know, some days I can be one soil and another day I can be another soil. I'm not saying that I'm saved and not saved. Obviously I'm saved because I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, but I look at those last three soils and some days I can be getting anxious. Some days I can have doubt. Some days I can be like, oh no, I trust you God. And the idea is every day, today is the day that I am going to trust the Lord, that his salvation is for me. I'm always saved, but today is the day. Do not harden your heart as in the day of rebellion with unbelief, with allowing things to, to squeeze me, but rather to trust him and the power of his Holy Spirit to allow him to work in my life. And I have to work and endure and be patient and not give in to the devil. And the same for you today. God is powerful. God is blessing. Let's cultivate. Let's get the doubt out of our lives. Let's believe. Pick those weeds of distractions and sin. Lord, we repent each and every day. We trust in your grace. We want to walk with you. We want to be empowered by you. We want to be producing fruit in our lives of love and joy and peace and all of those things so the kingdom of God can expand through who we are and what we do. And that's what Jesus is telling them. Each day, be careful. Each day, be careful to be the good soil. Big crowd, many different people. And today I might be talking to you and I don't know where you are today. Maybe distractions, maybe sin is choking you. Maybe you're doubting. Maybe you are producing fruit, but it's a great time to examine and go back to the Lord Jesus Christ, hear his words. And by the power of the Holy Spirit say, God, is there anything that's distracting me? Is there anything that I need to change in my life because you want to produce fruit and you've given me everything I need and I'm going to allow you today. So let's pray, Lord Jesus, thank you for this parable. Thank you for these reminders. Thank you that you're a giving blessing God. Lord, if there's any doubt in our life, any doubt about you, any doubt about Jesus, any doubt about the power of the Spirit, may we just get rid of that. Throw those rocks of doubt away that our soil of our heart could be good. Lord Jesus, if there's any weeds, sin, I pray that you would convict us, that we would repent and receive your forgiveness and start fresh and anew this day to produce fruit for you. Any distractions, anything holding us down, Lord, get it out. We want to produce what you have for us. Praise God. We pray all of these things in your holy name. Amen.
Well, we'll see you later. Be encouraged. Keep walking with the Lord. Bye-bye.